Welcome to 307 Baseball, the show all about America's game in the Cowboys state. Now, here are your hosts, Elon Olaf, Cullen Holt, and Matthew Peterson. This is 307 Baseball. We're talking all things American Legion ball here in the Cowboys state. I'm Cullen Holt, Elon Olive, Matthew Peterson. And Matthew, I'm going to start with you. How excited are you for this? We've got a lot of really good teams this year to cover in what will be a full season of American Legion ball. Yeah, you've got two things you're really excited for. One is the ginormous elephant in the room. It's white, it has stitches, and it's baseball. Everyone loves it because you know what it means? It means hot dogs in warm weather, right? And that's what everyone in America loves. So really excited for that. And then you also combine it with the fact that it's a full season. Last year, happy to have partial half a season in there but now we get start to finish april to the last day of july some fantastic baseball in the cowboy state and uh, this season premiere of 307 baseball or really the world premiere is going to be a good one too we're going to hear from cody beers uh, the big guy the head cheese of american legion ball we're going to check in with a couple other people as well and take a look back at last year as well as looking ahead to the start of this season elon you actually had the chance to talk to mr beers how excited is is everyone around the state for this i think they're very excited i mean last year uh it was a weird season the fact that we got didn't get started till memorial day weekend which is as we now know is about a month behind schedule uh there were some players that i think that did a disservice to because some players you know you've got to be able to get a full spring training in before you can perform at that optimal level this year they've got it and i think everybody's excited for what a normal baseball season could hold a lot of people put in a lot of hard work last year we had some really good games some very talented athletes putting up big numbers uh, it all culminated at the state tournaments for both single-A and double-A. And we'll uh, just take a quick look back at both of those tournaments. And the fun part is it was a great season all season long, albeit somewhat condensed. Uh, but then we get to the state tournament, and there were so many good games, so many close games. And looking at the single-A scores, uh, you had a lot of comebacks, a lot of really good games. You know, looking at day two, Cheyenne uh, just gets by Riverton 6-4. And there were a lot of games like that. And that goes all the way up to the championship the championship day on that Wednesday, August 5th of last year, where Casper and Torrington had to play again to see who was going to the championship game. And Casper had to turn around and play Cody. The championship game, believe it or not, goes uh, to extra innings. And in eight innings, Cody comes out on top. There were a total of seven runs scored in that extra inning. I mean, these are the kinds of games you get when these good good teams play each other on the biggest stages. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean... it's not often, I feel like, that you see a state tournament come down to a do-or-die game like what we had in the uh, single-A tournament last year. But Cody proving once again why are they, they are the cream of the crop in the single-A. Switching the attention to double-A now. Big-time tournament last year. I mean, they were it was a stacked tournament field, it felt like. A lot of really good athletes, a uh, ton of good pitching, and some fun offense as well. And you want to talk about good games? I mean, you started off on day one. You had a one-run contest between Evanston and Laramie, uh, and then that two-run contest between Jackson and Sheridan. And it felt like it only got tighter and tighter, really, from there. Casper and Laramie had a tight game the next day, and so on and so forth, until finally... You get that big matchup, Cheyenne against Gillette, 
And uh, how about Cheyenne? Once again, get this for the 32nd time in program history, uh, Cheyenne takes home another title. Yeah, and that was one of those matchups that early in the season, those are kind of the two big dogs that everyone's waiting to see will they face off in the championship. And as sports fans, we like a big underdog, right? That's fun. But it's also fun when you get to see, hey, the two of the best teams that people were really expecting to go the distance. Well, you had a little bit of everything in this matchup. I mean, Gillette was the favorite going into the state tournament last year to take it all. But of course, you've got Cheyenne that you can't really count out. So to say that there was an underdog in this in this matchup, it's a little light because both of these teams were mega favorites. Uh, you saw on August 7th, game, ele- uh, game 11 at 7 o'clock, under the lights, what we all kind of figured would be that state championship preview. Uh, Cheyenne took care of business, and with a really, really young team, they're looking to do it again this year. Absolutely, and uh, this season, 2021, this freight train is getting moving. We're chugging along here, and uh, a nice slow start with Cheyenne playing some games over the weekend. They took on some some real good squads as well. Uh, Windsor from Colorado, Diamond Club, and the Rockies uh, scout team as well, and a team from Fort Collins too. Uh, so Cheyenne had a pretty big weekend. They actually got a handful of wins, so they're already kind of ahead of the game. And uh, we're going to have a bunch more games coming up this weekend in Cheyenne as well. We'll talk a little bit more about those as we move on. And if just real quick on those games, I think Cheyenne's already learning how to win in different situations. Uh, the first game against Windsor, they did lose that one 7-6, I believe was the final score. They were up 5 nothing at one point. I actually turned the game off, and I was like, okay, I'll come back and check on it and see what the final score is because Cheyenne looks like they were going to do what Cheyenne does. And I come back, and all of a sudden, it's a one-run game. And... Uh, Cheyenne's already learning what different scenarios can bring. Absolutely. We mentioned it earlier, but it took a ton of effort to get through last season all the way through to the state tournament uh, at a time when a lot of other states were not even thinking about playing sports. We got through Wyoming Legion Ball. Uh, Cody Beers was very impressed with the effort that everybody put in and very pleased with how last season went. Although it wasn't ideal for anybody, uh, they did a great job with the situation. Here's what he had to say about that uh, unique 2020 American Legion season. When I signed on to this gig two and a half years ago, I, I never dreamed that we'd be in the situation that we, we were in 2020. Um, but I had a lot of support from, uh, from our, my state commander with American Legion. He's a, a veteran of the Iraqi wars, and uh, he's out of Rock Springs. His name's Mike Cook. And he said, you know, Cody, uh, do what you think is right. And, you know, we, we developed protocol, which we refined about five or six times throughout the season. But... Uh, you know, I, I can't begin to say enough about our, our players, our parents, our coaches, our board members uh, who did everything right. I mean, we had fairly strict protocols uh, as far as keeping our fields clean, about keeping our spectator areas clean, wearing masks, social distancing. And uh, bottom line, uh, we played our we played it through our season, which was a shorter season than but I think what our teams found is that there was a lot of teams in other states that wanted to play baseball. They weren't allowed to play in their own states. And I, I'm just so proud of the people of the great state of Wyoming, where I've lived my whole life. We did it right. And we got through the entire season and we played our state tournaments, uh, C, B, uh, or C and B developmental levels. And then we played our A state tournament. Uh, that one was in Powell. And then we played our double A state tournament in Rock Springs and everybody did the right things. And, and bottom line, we had zero confirmed COVID cases inside our Wyoming American Legion baseball program. 
Yeah, and Cody Beers, I mean, this this was a really unique season. You were there for all of it, Elon. And uh, people did what they had to do to make sure we got all the way through the state tournament. And, you know, you got the feeling that it wasn't just Wyoming Legion ball that was following the progress of this. You got the feeling that the entire Wyoming High School Activities Association was following and seeing what they were doing. They were the first sport to come back after the shutdown. And it, in a way, really kind of set the groundwork for what we have seen in the school sports thus far. Yeah, and uh, everybody's excited about this coming season. Uh, none probably more excited than Mr. Beers himself, and, and here's what he had to say about this 2021 year coming up, how excited everybody is about this one. I think that this season will, will validate everything we did last year. Our kids are going to be ahead of other states. They played a full season last year. Clear down to our 13-year-old Legion players, they played their schedule, and, and that's a fantastic thing because we didn't lose a year. And um, I think our kids will compete very well on the regional and national stage. We've got the AA regional in Gillette. And that's the first week in August. And then we've also got the A regional in Anchorage, Alaska. And I think our A champion will go up there and do very well. And so um, I'm, I'm very optimistic that uh, it's going to be an outstanding season. We're all so fired up. This is going to be such a fun season. Uh, you have used the term Wild West a lot when talking <laughs> about what Legion Ball is going to be like. That's single A and double A. There's, you know, there are some favorites, uh, but there are a lot of teams that could all make a crack at coming home with some hardware by the end of the season. We actually asked a lot of people who know a lot more than we do uh, in our first ever coaches and media poll for 307 Baseball, which you're tuned into right now. I'm Cullen Holt, Elena Olive, and Matthew Peterson also alongside. And uh, we got some really good responses, kind of the, the voice of the people, the Vox Populi, of who we think is going to do well this season. Elon, what did the people say? So first off, this is the preseason poll. We'll be doing another poll again in two weeks. So uh, every two weeks, we'll have a new 307 baseball poll. Let's start with the single A. And you coming want, you, in, you want to go five to one? Yeah, we're going to go five to one. All right, so the suspense. Coming in at number five, we've got Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo, I believe this is a new team to single A's. Uh, I'm looking at, maybe not because I'm looking at the state bracket. They weren't in the state tournament, but I do remember now. Single A does have regional tournaments, unlike double a so buffalo comes in at number five at number four we have powell powell was the team that did very well at the state tournament last year they made it all the way to day three before losing to torrington who was eliminated in the semifinal so powell comes in at number four coming in at number three douglas douglas one of those teams that also had a very impressive showing at the state tournament losing to casper on day four and uh they're bringing something back that I think that they're going to be a team to keep an eye on coming in at number two or top two. We've got Cody, the reigning state champions come in at number two and uh, coming in at number one, Casper. So the Casper single a team right now is the preseason number one, according to the wild West coaches and media poll. All right. So the first take you want to take away from that is Cody, the defending champs is not the number one. And, yeah. of course, a lot of it revolves around who are your returning players, the returning firepower. But it really says something, I think, Cody's in a unique spot. Because in championships in all sports, when you win, there's either two routes, it feels like. You're going to repeat next year, or it's going to go downhill. You're not bringing anyone back, right? This is weird where there are 
really good, but they're not quite the favorite. They're almost in that no man's land. Two is not you know far down the leaderboard, no. but it is still interesting to see. Hey, you guys are still going to be very good, but we don't think you're going to be that number one team. It did really surprise me that Cody did not come out on top. And honestly, it came down to the first votes that we got. A lot of people were putting Casper in first from the get-go. So um, Casper, I think, is a bit of a mystery to me right now. Of course, we don't we don't pay close a, a lot of uh, as, as much attention to single A's we do to double A because that's what we broadcast, but that's going to change this year. That's why we have people like Cody Beers coming in. He's going to help us out. And he, But he mentioned specifically in a conversation I had with him, all roads lead through Cody. So the fact that they're not number one, that really is curious to me. Well, you got to remember this whole poll comes through the perspective of not only the media members from around coaches. the state, but other coaches. And that speaks highly to the respect they have for these other programs other than Cody and for the respect they have for Cody. But yeah. I think everybody's in that camp right now. Well, I can tell you this much. It came down to it was a very, very close vote. I think three points separated the two of them. So a lot of respect for Cody and a lot of respect for Casper. Which is good news for us going forward. We're going to have, have a really competitive single A season. Uh, double A, what did the people say? All right, coming in at number five, we have the reigning top seed out of the West, the Evanston Outlaws. Uh, I, I, that did not surprise me because when you talk to coaches around the state, they think the West is getting stronger and Evanston is one of those teams that returns an awful lot of people. And uh, from what I've heard, their, pit, their pitching, that was something that was a, not their strongest suit, but they weren't weak at it by any stretch of the imagination has gotten stronger so that'll be exciting coming in at number four the casper oilers so the team that they struggled a little bit last year except they figured it out at the state tournament which is about the time you want to figure it out they made it all the way to day four out of five played in what basically was a state semifinal matchup against gillette so a lot of respect there for the Casper Oilers. Coming in at number three, Sheridan Troopers. That is a team that I think a lot of people are starting to pick up on. They have a lot of talent and just a lot of hardworking athletes over there in Sheridan. Coming in at number two is the Gillette Rough Riders. They came in second. Or yeah, they came in second in the uh, state tournament last year, losing to Cheyenne. And then number one, and this is a unanimous number one, Cheyenne Post 6. Yeah, so the big headline story here is you got the same top two teams start yeah. this year, right? So uh, not a whole lot of potential parity, but that's kind of the fun part about these preseason polls is we can look back in June, July, and go, what were we thinking? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Things can change, but that's the big um, headline is can anyone give those top two teams a run for their money, or is it just going to be another showdown again in july of this year if i may there's something about sheridan there's something about sheridan that's just screaming to me that you need to keep an eye on them and if anyone can kind of interrupt that apple cart between gillette and cheyenne uh out of the east it's sheridan out of the west i think we're gonna see a very very big battle between all four teams i think rock springs is gonna be have something to say about it jackson with uh coach jason huggins is always going to have his say as well and then of course evanston and casper getting respect from coaches around the state 
You're tuning into 307 Baseball. It's a My Local Radio podcast. I'm Cullen Holt. That's Elon Off. That's Matthew Peterson. And at this point, it's a lot of speculation. I mean, we, we know there are going to be a lot of good teams, uh, but it's all speculation. And so uh, we thought it would be good to bring in somebody who knows a heck of a lot about Wyoming sports. Uh, that's from sport to sport, season to season. I know, Elon, you've got him on the phone right now. And uh, it's our good friend, David Settle from WyoPreps.com. And of course, the voice of the Laramie Rangers. David, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Glad to be here, Elon. Thanks for the invite. Hey, first off, how excited are you that we are about to get started fully with a full Wyoming American Legion baseball season? I am extremely excited because I can remember sitting almost where I was uh, a year ago, well, in the same studio that I'm at right now talking to you guys, kind of scratching my head and, and pulling my hair out trying to think of different story ideas to come up with at this <laughs> time of the year because there wasn't anything going on a year ago. And I felt so bad for all the student athletes, whether you talk about spring sports at the high school level or the Legion baseball kids. Now, I was in kind of constant communication with the state chairman, Cody Beers, and he was pretty uh, – well, maybe pretty is not a good word – he was hoping and fairly hopeful or pretty hopeful, I guess I could say, that there was going to be a season. He just didn't know if and when it was going to start. And, you know, it kept getting pushed back a little bit by a little bit by a little bit. And they were kind of following the guidelines of the High School Activities Association and some of the closures with the governor and things like that. But then when they got the go-ahead since they were outdoors, it, it was a unique and different Legion baseball season last year. But I am certainly glad to be back to normal. Absolutely. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the teams in your backyard. That's the Double A East. That, of course, that houses kind of the New York Yankees of American Legion baseball in Wyoming. The Cheyenne Post Six Sixers. Of course, they got started with their season earlier this last weekend, uh, welcoming a few teams from Colorado, walking away with a three and two record. Uh, Cheyenne Post Six winning games, t- death and taxes. Those are about the three things you can guarantee. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they are, to me, guys, the prohibitive favorite to win the double-A title this year. That's because they really didn't lose anybody. They lost two guys off of last year's state championship team, which was a young team last year. So they bring pretty much everybody back. Uh, I mean, you don't have uh, one of the college guys back, Nico Vite, and Grant Redman is not an eligible 19-year-old. Other than that, they bring everybody back that could be eligible to play. Now, does that mean everybody did come back? Not necessarily. Uh, You know, every once in a while, kids decide and opt to do some things. And I didn't necessarily pay 100% attention to what did transpire last weekend uh, over in Cheyenne. I had some other things going on. But to me, they are head and shoulders the favorite in AA baseball this year because they are so loaded yet again. David, I know it's early, but if there's anybody that can touch Cheyenne, who's it going to be? I'll go with Sheridan. I think the Troopers have a lot coming back, uh, and Coach Phillips does a fantastic job with that team. Number one, they hit the ball hard. Number two, they're going to challenge you with their pitching. And I know that they lost a couple of pitching prospects off last year's team, but that squad was still really good despite missing a couple arms last year. And I just look at they are – Maybe the best challenger this year, I think, to Cheyenne post six, uh, just because of the way they play and the type of coach that they have. And uh, Coach Phillips, that goes back to when he played up at Sheridan and in that program back in the uh, early 90s, late 
80s, early 90s. He was a fantastic player in his own right and really has just kind of brought that same style of baseball to Sheridan, and I think they're probably the best challenger right now. Hey, David, Matthew Peterson here. Uh, Staying on that same vein, is there a team out there that you don't think people are talking about enough that could make some noise? I'm going to go with two out in your guys' neck of the woods. I think Jackson, because I'm always interested to see what Coach Huggins does. And then I think your guys' team right there out in Uinta County, I think uh, Evanston, uh, with what they bring back and some of the young guys that uh, got experience last year, I think combine all that with both of those teams. And I think Jackson probably lost a little more than Evanston. But I think Evanston is probably a team that maybe not a lot of people around the state are looking at now. Will some of the baseball aficionados be looking at it? Yeah, but from a casual fan standpoint, probably not talking Evanston. I think Jackson's runner-up finish two years ago in 2019 when the state tournament was in Gillette and it ended up being Casper beating uh, Jackson. I think Jackson kind of put themselves in that conversation, and they've been one of the teams to beat in that West Conference. But I, I got to look at the Evanston Outlaws, just knowing what you guys have coming back out there. And I know Elon's the voice of Evanston, and you guys came in between you, Matthew, and you, Cullen, late in the season last year, kind of learn on the fly a little bit at the state tournament. I remember you guys kind of going through training, uh, uh, kind of thrown in the fire. But that's one of those things where – I, I really liked what Evanston did at state last year and, and maybe didn't come away with the record that they wanted, but I think that's probably the one team I look at right now. Could there be a few other surprises? Perhaps, but I think some teams are going to have to you know, maybe raise their level of play. I look at Laramie has to raise their level of play. Gillette's going to be really interesting, guys, because they lost 10 seniors, including a few college guys. Now, Nate Perleyberg still has some solid players. Brody Richardson's coming back. Caden Race is coming back. Uh, although I've heard some speculation about Caden Race, I haven't been able to confirm anything there. But if that's the case, you, stu- you still have two very good pitchers there. So Gillette's still going to be good. Don't get me wrong in that. And I think they'll challenge as much as they can. I just think Evans is probably that one team nobody's talking about right now. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Casper. Last year, they came into this season as the defending champions, but they kind of had an off year. Do you think this year is a bounce back year for Casper's double A squad? Well, you have to realize what they lost from that state championship squad. Uh, and really nobody came back and, and they did have a potential for a college kid to come back last year, who was the, the state tournament MVP and his name right off the top of my head uh, slips my mind. Um, I can see his jersey number and everything from 2019, but he got he got a little arm issues early in last year and a little injury issues, uh, and they hadn't even played a game, and so they shut him down, and his college coaches shut him down, basically. And so they did have a really inexperienced team not necessarily young because they still lost some guys from last year's team that made a little noise at the state tournament i think casper went two and two at state last august over in rock springs and they made some noise uh they do have some guys coming back off that team but they also lost uh some key guys and so i think that program might be in a little better shape the casper oilers legion program and the casper crush kind of I don't even know what I want to say if they were used to be Connie Mack, but whatever it was, they've combined now. 
And so everything's under one umbrella. So you kind of have all Casper baseball back playing together again. That's going to help that program immensely. I think you're going to see some of the guys that were on that uh, Casper Crush single-A runner-up team playing for the Oilers this year. So that does make them a dangerous team, and I think they will have a better record. I'm curious to see how it goes, though, kind of meshing and melding the programs. Tanner Gailey's still the manager, but Kalen Hill, who is the Casper Crush manager, he's also helping manage that Oilers team. They are no longer called the Casper Crush at the single-A level. It's now the Casper Drillers, but that I'm curious to see how it all kind of comes together because we all know when you've got that many kids to draw from in a big town like Casper, there is some talent there. If they can meld it together, then Casper is going to be pretty good. Let's go ahead and talk about single A. Uh, of course, kind of like Cheyenne, all roads lead to Cody. Who can count, challenge the Cubs? Yeah, that's a great question because I have no clue if anybody can really challenge the club, uh, the Cubs. Maybe the Casper Drillers, Casper single-A team. Um, I'm curious as to see what we get with maybe a little older Cheyenne Hawks team. Cheyenne Hawks were really young because the double-A Sixers were young last year. That made the single-A Hawks that much younger. You had a lot of 15 and a few 16-year-olds playing on that squad they're now, with nobody really departing the double-A squad, those guys are a year older now. And so I think the Hawks could be a team to look at. Wheatland's got some interesting prospects led by the Pruitt kid and the Hegeman kid. And they got a couple other guys. Suko is back in the outfield and at the top of the lineup. Uh, Torrington, interesting to see what uh, Coach Mortimer has out there at Torrington because they every once in a while they'll bring through a, a group of kids and if they can put it together and, and they were younger and learned and took their lumps last year. Um, and then Douglas is interesting because they've had a coaching change and uh, Rob Mortimer, who is the manager at Torrington, his younger brother, Travis is now the head coach in Douglas taking over for Zach Andrews. So you had a little coaching change then in, in Douglas there. That's going to be interesting to see how that impacts, but they've got some guys coming back. So I, I, I see Cody as the clear favorite. I'm curious as to see how the drillers of Casper throw in the mix. And then I think you've got a lot of teams that might be pretty similar in that middle of single A, especially on the east side of the state. I think Douglas, the Hawks, Torrington, and Wheatland all could be very similar to each other. Riverton, I know they lost a few key guys, but I don't know. Coach Beers over there at Riverton, Brady Beers, he might have some guys in the mix as well. David, thank you so much for giving us the time to talk some baseball with us. We'll definitely have you on the show again. Again, thank you so much. Absolutely, guys. Always a pleasure. Man, it's always good to catch up with David Settle. It feels like anytime we need an expert on uh, Wyoming sports, whether that be our basketball state tournament preview show or uh, here on the premiere episode of 307 Baseball, and Mr. Settle always comes through for us. And the good news is uh, we're going to check in with a lot of people who know a lot about American Legion ball over the course uh, of this season and this summer on 307 Baseball. And by the way, you can find us on MyLocalRadio.com uh, every week. We'll be right here, and uh, our podcast will live forever on MyLocalRadio.com if you want to go back and listen to ones that have already aired. Uh, and you can check us out every Thursday, by the way. But tons of broadcasters and coaches are going to check in over the course of the summer. So I'm super excited to hear from them as well. But we talked about how this season is already somewhat underway. Cheyenne dipped their toes in the water of this season. But it's going to really start to pick up steam this weekend with quite a few games. Matthew, what do we got going on? Yes, we got a 
pair of games or a pair of cities, I should say, in Gillette and the capital, Cheyenne. And Gillette already underway, getting started on the 14th yesterday on Wednesday against Rapid City. But then on the 16th, so uh, we have Cheyenne taking on Laramie. That's going to be a great one, right? couple I-80 towns going at it. Then they're going to go up against Golden, Colorado as well. Billings comes into Gillette, and then that's on the 17th. Other games going on on April 17th. We've got in Cheyenne, Laramie and Golden going at it. Cheyenne and Rock Springs. Another I-80 clash right there. And Elon, that was a Rock Springs team that you said people may be sleeping on. So that'll be interesting to see how Rock Springs fares. They're going to go up against both the A, single A, and double A teams. And then Evanston is also going to be in the mix there. They will take on Cheyenne and Laramie on the 17th. And then back up in Gillette on the 18th, you've got a doubleheader between Gillette and Billings Royals. And to close out the weekend, we are in Cheyenne on the 18th as well. Evanston going at it with Golden Colorado, Cheyenne, Laramie, Rock Springs and Golden Colorado combines. So a lot of great baseball starting this weekend, and it's going to be a blast. Yeah, it seems like Cheyenne's going to kind of be the epicenter of what feels like the opening weekend, even though Cheyenne's already played some games. Um, but there's going to be a lot of good teams there, and also that four-game series between Gillette and Billings. Uh, we've got some friends all over the state. They're going to bring you these games if you can't make it out to Cheyenne uh, for those Cheyenne games. Cap Capital City Sports on YouTube uh, with Grant Storbo. He's going to be bringing you the Cheyenne games. And then uh, for that four-game series, Billings and Gillette, our good friend Chris Brentel at Basin Radio is going to have those. And Elon, you're taking the trip out to Cheyenne uh, to bring people the Evanston Outlaws games. Yeah, absolutely. Evanston will be starting with uh, a big game against uh, the Cheyenne Hawks. I'm excited. It is going to be a great weekend. I know we're all fired up. Uh, we could not be more thankful for you tuning in. We've got a ton of great content planned this season. Uh, we're going to continue to get you caught up on American Legion Ball. We're going to talk to some really knowledgeable people, take a look at the schedules, let you know where you can tune into games all over the state if you want to follow Legion Baseball, but uh, don't want to make those long trips every weekend. So uh, we're going to keep you uh, abreast of all things Wyoming Legion Ball here on 307 Baseball. Matthew, closing thoughts. Closing thoughts is... I mean, there's so many great things about baseball getting underway, right? I mean, you've got the weather hopefully uh, warming up. I know we got some some snow showers and some uh, rain coming around the state in different parts, but hopefully get the weather on our side soon. And it's just going to be great to get a full summer of baseball in. I'm talking hot dogs, popcorn, everything, you name it. And let's be real, that's half the fun of baseball, going out to the ballpark and just taking in some America's pastime. Elon, parting shots? Let's get it going. I mean, it, we've got a few games this weekend, and and uh, it kind of reminds me of a bit of a campfire. It starts slowly, and then it'll peak in about two weeks, and it will just be roaring, and then uh, we're all the way to Laramie for the AA state tournament. This is 307 Baseball. It's a My Local Radio podcast. You can find us on MyLocalRadio.com. You just heard Elon Olive. Also got Matthew Peterson in the studio, and I'm Colin Holtz. We'll talk to you guys next time. <laughs>